Welcome to the Marriage Prep Podcast. I'm Nathan Hooper. And I'm Allie Hooper. In this podcast, we will give you all the resources that you need to go from dating or engaged to creating a lasting marriage that will bring you more happiness than you ever thought possible. Here, we're going to interview experts and discuss important topics like how to know if your partner is right for you. We will provide you guys a list of questions and conversations that you need to be having to make sure you're both ready for marriage and on the same page. We will even dive deep into topics like sexual intimacy, finances, how to have a fair fight, and a whole lot more to make sure you can step up to that altar with complete confidence. So subscribe now and make sure you guys don't miss any episodes and we'll see you in there. Hey guys, welcome to this week's episode. This is our fifth episode and one we're really excited about. We are, today we're talking about managing your expectations for your marriage. And this is a massive, massive topic, one that's really, really important. Um, and a statistic that we learned while we're doing some research for this topic, this comes from the National Fatherhood Initiative. They discovered that 45% of all divorces can be traced back to unhealthy and unrealistic expectations in marriage. And that's that's pretty interesting. That's a that's a big amount of people who are getting divorced primarily due to having these mismanaged and incorrect expectations for their marriage. Right. Yeah. Which is honestly a really it's a shocking statistic. But as you think about it, if you expect that something's going to be a certain way and it's not, that leads to disappointment, which leads to unhappiness within a marriage. So it makes sense. Like logically, if you think about it, it makes sense. But it's sad. And so it's something that we hope to help you guys start thinking mm-hmm. about to to just lead to you yeah. know preventing that from happening in your marriage, especially while you're still dating right. or engaged or you're you're newly married. You know, being able to kind of set these expectations up so your marriage is going to have the best chance for success right now is going to be really really helpful for you guys down the road. So we're hoping that this is going to be a good episode for you guys. And we're going to talk about a lot of different things. We're gonna, first we're going to kind of dive into realistic versus unrealistic expectations because there are some good expectations to have. We're going to share some stories, some experiences. We're also going to talk about some of the most dangerous, unrealistic expectations you can have for your marriage. We're going to give you a list of those so you guys can be aware of them. We're going to give some solutions. So we're, we're excited about this. But first of all, let's kick it off with realistic expectations versus bad or unrealistic expectations. There's a quote I found. I just found it on the HuffPost. Um, it says, there are many things you should expect from your marriage. Commitment, trust, honesty, and love. There are also things you should not expect, like mind reading or never having a disagreement. So I I thought that was just yeah, such good. a good summary of oh, it's great to have expectations. It's you mm-hmm. need to expect certain things, right? Absolutely. Like it's when you're getting married, you need to expect that your partner is going to be committed to you, trust you, mm-hmm. love you. But it's also important to be able to be honest with yourself and recognize that you're not marrying a perfect person. You're not a perfect person. Right. And so there's going to be room for improvement on your end and on your partner's end. And that's okay. And that's yeah. normal. And every marriage has their issues. And so to expect a perfect marriage is not fair or mm-hmm. realistic. And so right. that's, I think, a great a great starting quote to, to think about. Mm-hmm. And we definitely don't want to get you guys thinking that like, having any expectations about marriage is a bad thing because that's right. that's not the point. We, what we want is for you guys to have realistic expectations about your marriage, understanding that, yes, there's going to be some arguments. Yes, there's going to be some things that aren't going to be perfect in this like ideal like dream wedding or marriage or whatever, but we want to make sure we have realistic 
expectations for our marriage. Like Ali mentioned, we're expecting commitment, trust, love. We're expecting that we're going to be able to work on our relationship and our marriage together. We're expecting we're going to be able to grow together. We're expecting arguments, but we're also going to expect that after those arguments, we're going to come closer together and we're going to resolve them. And it's not going to be an ongoing thing that we're constantly having to to deal with. And there are mm-hmm. a healthy way to have these expectations, but what we want to avoid are the unrealistic, unhealthy expectations where your marriage and your partner are never able to reach these high, ultra high expectations that you have for them. And so you are constantly feeling disappointed, let down, frustrated, which is going to cause a lot of pressure and strain on your marriage. Yeah. And that's hard for both of you, I think. Mm -hmm. I think it's hard to be the one that's disappointed and it's hard to be the one that feels like you're letting your spouse down. I just had a vision or not a vision, but like (laughs) an image come to my head that we're kind of dealing with this spectrum here, right? And on one end of the spectrum is very little expectations for your spouse and for your marriage, which if you have like no expectations and you expect nothing out of your spouse or your partner, that could lead to you being in a relationship that's one-sided, that's Mm -hmm. potentially even some form of abusive. And so if we don't expect anything out of our marriage and we're not getting anything out of our marriage, that's not healthy. Yeah, but on feels the stagnant if you're stagnant. N- right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And so it's really important that we do have some expectations and we we hold each other accountable. But then on the other end is that like Nathan said, that side of your expectations might be a little too high or unrealistic. And then there you reach just constant disappointment mm-hmm. and shaming and blaming and guilt and all of that which we want to avoid as well. So it's the goal here is to find that that happy that happy balance where we have realistic expectations for each other and we're helping each other to grow, but we are understanding yeah. that we're in this together and we're both human and we're just doing the best we can. Mm-hmm. And I think a question that might pop into your guys' mind is like, well, why are unrealistic expectations so bad? Why are they causing almost half of the divorces? And I think it's because they're like Ali said, they're gonna lead to disappointment. If you're having these big expectations like for example maybe you're you're married and you're expecting your husband to be able to make all the money you don't have to work at all you don't have to worry about any of those things financially he's just going to take care of everything and if that doesn't match up you're going to be disappointed in him he's going to feel that disappointment from you it's just going to cause this strain between you and you're just going to be feeling like your marriage wasn't adding up things aren't working out and as those like feelings start to compound you're going to start thinking well maybe did i make the wrong decision did i choose the wrong person is this not right for us and it's going to start seeming like divorce is the only option because you made the wrong decision initially where that's not actually where the fault lies. The fault actually lies in your expectation of a husband who's able to provide everything for you and you're not going to have to work. And that's what needs to be adjusted, not necessarily this initial decision of you choosing the wrong person. Right. right? And I think the scary thing about that is if you find yourself in that situation where your expectations are too high and you're just like blaming your husband, what's going to happen if you do decide to get a divorce? Then you go find someone else and you expect that out of them. But if those expectations mm-hmm. are unable to be met, same thing's going to happen. Right. And so ultimately, it's a lot of times it's not a fault in your spouse. It's a fault in yourself. And that's the case with a lot of things, I think. Mm-hmm. Just because we are, we're all human, we're all flawed and we have things that we're working on. And it's really important that we recognize but our spouse or our partner is the exact same way and they deserve that that grace that we would be expecting as well. Yeah. And so, yeah, I think that's our our goal today is to help everyone, including ourselves, to learn a little bit better or to see that having realistic expectations, being patient with each other, but still pushing each other mm-hmm. at a, in a healthy way is the goal of, of any healthy marriage. And so, yeah, that's kind of what we want to dive into 
into today. So yeah, absolutely. So I know Allie has this story. We kind of been preparing and talking, and she had a couple of experiences when she she had two trips to California, and she had very very different experiences while there. On the surface, they seem pretty similar. She went to California with some friends. One trip, she had major like super super high expectations the other one she didn't and so i want to have her we want to have her share some of her experiences with that yeah it was really interesting so just thinking about it it's so it was my senior year just a really quick backstory before we kind of dive into what it all means i guess my senior year of high school we have this tradition at my school everybody goes on this big trip to newport beach and it's just this really fun week. And my sister had gone. She's two years older, I guess three years older school-wise than me. And she had gone and just told me all about how it was just like the best week of her life, just out of a movie, like just mm-hmm. awesome. And so that that was the the foundation of my expectations that I that I made for this trip. It had to be perfect or else it wasn't, I was yeah. going to be disappointed. So my expectations were crazy high for this trip. And lots of things happened in my senior year. I won't go into like details. It's not important for the story, but basically just the whole setup of this trip. I was with a group of girls that I wasn't super close with. And then I was off trying to just trying to duplicate and recreate this experience that my sister had had and trying to and looking around at all the other people around me thinking, oh, they're all having more fun than me. All these other kids who are just living in the moment and having fun. And the entire trip was basically ruined because I had these expectations that weren't being met. Mm -hmm. And I was so disappointed the entire time, hyper focused on the discrepancy between what I wanted to be happening and what was actually happening. And so it was just this mega disappointment. Right. And it was really sad, which is honestly really sad to think about because in reality, if you take a step back, I'm this high school, just graduated, like recent graduate from high school in California with a bunch of high school kids having fun, like literally nothing to complain about. But I'm so miserable because of these expectations that I had yeah. that aren't being met, right? right? Because I'm just so uptight and worried about how is this comparing to everyone else? Yeah. So then contrast that a few months later, my best friend and I planned this trip. It was kind of spontaneous, but similar trip. Honestly, we drove to California and like stayed in just random places that honestly like weren't even as nice as the place I had stayed in originally. And like just a really laid back fun trip. Mm-hmm. And it was easily the best week of my life. Like just so much fun. And I had no expectations whatsoever. And I was just totally living in the moment and having a good time. And so I realized as we've been kind of preparing for this episode, the significance of the expectations that we have and how that feeling of disappointment when your expectations don't meet up with reality, it's so much worse than just lowering those expectations to begin with. Yeah, no, for sure. And I think all of us have had experiences similar to Ali's where we have these big expectations for something. Maybe it's like, you have these expectations of how you're going to play in your sport in this game and you don't play to that level. Maybe you still had a good game, but you just didn't play to this level that you expected to play. And you, so you feel disappointed afterwards, yeah. or maybe you're watching, you're going to go see a movie that you read the book for and you loved the book. And so you think you're going to love the movie, but the movie doesn't, you just, your expectations for the movie are too high. And so you're let down or maybe there's so many examples. Maybe you yeah. want to go on a date with this person for such a long time. Then you guys finally go on a date and you, because you had built it up and fantasize it so much in your mind, the date just doesn't, match up to what you were expecting what you're hoping for and so you feel disappointed and let down yeah so there just is such a like a a like a key or like a nuanced thing to being able to manage your expectations they don't get too high and they don't get too low where you keep them in this sweet goldilocks zone where they're just they're just right we're expecting good things but you're not overly fantasizing overly excited about what's going to turn how this is going to turn out 
And then we'll find that like Ali did, that when we have those just right expectations, they're not too high, they're not too low. It ends up being a really, really exciting and fun experience. Yeah. And just to comment on that, I think that our expectations when they are too high, they almost rob the experience. Yeah. They rob us of an experience that what we could be having because we're just so hyper fixated on what's not going well. Right. And I think that's a principle that we can apply just to life in general is focus on the good, the good gets better mm-hmm. and don't get too fixated on the negative. But yeah, I think with expectations, especially if we can stay in that, like you said, that Goldilocks zone, that just right, things are a lot better and we're able to actually enjoy the moment or with marriage that we're able to enjoy our partner because marriage is meant to be this beautiful, fun thing that we can um, enjoy together. So Absolutely. And so we wanted to kind of dive into where these unrealistic expectations come from with Ali's story they came from her sister's experience. Mm-hmm. So her sister shared you know, all these wonderful things that happened to her. Allie starts to compare herself and starts thinking, okay, everyone has this experience. And so she rose the bar on this experience. And that's kind of where they came from. For us with marriage, a lot of times they'll come from other past experiences. So other like relationships that we've seen, whether it's our parents, aunts, uncles, grandparents, whatever, other past relationships mm-hmm. that we've seen, as well as social media and movies. Those, I think, are two big ones that people don't always realize, but can also really play a role in the expectations you think of and you have for your marriage. Yeah. And I would argue those are kind of the biggest things that we pull our expectations from. And what's ironic is that those aren't real relationships. Right. With social media, they might be uh, like real people in a real relationship, but it's not the whole picture. Yeah. And in uh, movies, it's acting, right? Mm-hmm. They're not even like, that's not that's not real. So why are we, yeah. why are we basing our expectations on that? Which we all do. I'm not saying sure. that I don't, sure. but it's just crazy to me that we compare our lives to actors or to stories or to fairy tales. And we're disappointed because mm-hmm. we're not living up to that, but like who would ever live up to that? It's yeah. impossible. And so I think it's one thing to compare your marriage to your parents' marriage or to someone's marriage who, you know, and you feel like, you know, the whole thing. But even then I think I would, like warn or advise against that because yeah. your marriage is your marriage. Right. It's not anyone, There's anyone always else's. things you don't know about other people's relationships and right. their stories and things. But yeah, Ellen makes a great point that the couples and relationships that you're seeing on social media, you're just seeing their highlights. You're just, they're not showing like the down and dirty or rough and tough what's going on behind the scenes. They're just showing the highlights, the best parts when they're looking the best, when things are looking the best. And so that's what you're comparing yourself to. You're comparing your regular, normal life to their highlights and it's not adding up. And so you're getting disappointed. You're comparing yourself. You're building up these expectations. And maybe like if you're before you get married and you're engaged and you're looking at your your married friends and you're seeing their lives and you start to think, okay, this is how marriage is. But same thing, you're just seeing the highlights. You're not seeing the behind the scenes. So it's really important that with movies, with social media, that you're aware of that. Like, this isn't always real. This isn't always how it's going to be. So try not to base your expectations for marriage on that. Obviously, it's great to have role models before marriage. Like mm-hmm. if there's couples you look up to who have a great marriage, that's something that's, I think it's a little different. If you have a, like a, a goal of what you it's want it to be. It's a resource, yeah. It's a resource, but versus mm-hmm. taking this idealized couple from TV and trying to like mimic that, like that's that's being not real. Disappointed when and it, being disappointed, yeah, it yeah. doesn't happen. And exactly. Work out. So yeah. you're just it's kind of setting place. yourself up for resentment and for disappointment if your models for success are unattainable like they are in a TV show and movie or social media posts, I think. Right, right. No, I 100% agree with that. So we've we've kind of come up with sort of a list of some examples of some unrealistic expectations that 
might come from movies, might come from Mm -hmm. TV, might just come from general society or culture at large that we're involved in. And so we'll kind of go through these and and talk about some of the dangers of these expectations. We've just come up with six of them that we've Mm -hmm. either we've come up with or we've found online. And we'll have more on the website. So it's the marriageprepodcast.com forward slash zero zero five. You can see the show notes for these episodes. But here are six of the ones that we feel like are the most important for you guys to be aware of to before you get married or if you're newly married to be aware of, to look for in your life, to see if you're doing this, if, yeah. you know, just to, just to be Or aware. just to get your mind started as exactly. well on, because yeah, you'll have your own that you can think for of sure. as well. So, so the first one would be, one expectation would be, we love each other so much that we're never going to fight. Yeah. Which no, is. I'm, I'm guilty of this one. Like, yeah. I remember thinking like, oh man, when I get married, like, I'm just going to love my wife so much. If she's mad, I'm just going to always like take the higher mm-hmm. road and be like, oh, it's okay. Like, and give her whatever she wants. Like, I honestly thought that's how it was going to be. But yeah. And spoiler, I, it's not like that. It's not like that. But I do remember like the first month, like just in the honeymoon phase still, we kind of were like that. Sure. And then we start to like break into this, like, okay, it, this is getting real. Yeah. And I don't really like, I love him, but okay, he's doing some things that are starting to bother me a little sure. bit. And I don't know if I should say something. And I, right. and so then that discrepancy starts to happen of, okay, this is what I'm expecting. I mean, I thought we loved each other. So why are we, why do I have this urge to say these things that are going to probably lead to a fight? Right. Mm-hmm. And so if that's just a really risky yeah. thought to have is we love each other. So we're not going to fight. Cause then if you do fight, what does that mean? You don't love each other? Yeah. Absolutely not. Like right. everyone fights. And I think that fighting I mean, air quotes, fighting. Yeah, yeah it, it's it's a productive thing if, if it means that if you're it, communicating yeah, sometimes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So sometimes fighting or communicating or arguing or whatever can be a really healthy thing. Mm-hmm. And so that's something yeah. you want to so change your perspective definitely on. definitely expect there to be some level of conflict in your marriage. Yeah. Obviously, it's going to be different from relationship to relationship, but there always is going to be some level of conflict if you're both working towards it, if you both have a goal to grow together and to achieve together, there's going to be some natural growing pains and some natural things where you guys disagree and you want to work it out together to make sure you find the best way to go. And so that's going to happen. And so just be aware of that. Like, don't expect that we're never going to fight, but just do your best to make sure that when you do have these discussions, that they are productive, that they're healthy, Mm -hmm. have done in a great way. So it can be a meaningful experience for you. Yeah. And I will just add, I definitely think that with time and as you're married for longer, you kind of learn how to have better fights. And we'll talk about that in the future, but I definitely think you kind of learn to, to pick your battles. And yeah, so for sure. it's not something to worry about too much. But Totally. And yeah. this next one is one I think is very important and one that we'll dive into in the future. And I think most couples, especially if you're members of the church like us, you might have this, or if you like, if you're a Christian, you might, this could be a one that you potentially run into. And it's that because we're so attracted to each other while we're dating, our attraction is going to translate into a perfect sex life. Yeah. And that's something, that, you know, like when you're dating and especially if you're, you're being abstinent and you're, you're refraining from sex before marriage. This is something you're like, man, once, once we can have sex, like we're going to do it all the time. Like it's going to be crazy. It's going to be perfect. And it's just like anything else. There's, there's a learning curve to it. There's figuring out what works best for both of you. And so those expectations are probably going to go out, out of the water most of the time, I would say like, yeah, absolutely. I think it's, yeah, I think it's a super common expectation that a lot of people have. And then there's this huge disappointment when you're married and you're like, oh my gosh, I'm actually not an expert at this thing. <laughs> right. And I actually don't know what I'm doing mm-hmm. or like it's, or we don't do it 10 times a day. Like yeah. it's not, right, right, it's right. not something that people do. Right. And so it's, I think that that's an expectation that a lot of people might have because it's not talked about very much. For sure. And it's, kind of have to imagine it and guess yeah, it. Yeah. So and... you just, you just look at 
at movies and yep. at just the, like the media at large. And you kind of project onto your relationship how you would imagine it's going to be. But once again, those are actors. Mm-hmm. And so they also probably aren't living an abstinent lifestyle right, right, there, right. or whatever. So, so yeah, I think this is something that we just want to remind you that a lot of people probably feel that way, but it's totally normal and it's fine yeah. for your sex life to be yours and your partners right. and, and not anyone else's. It's going to be different from what you see and that's okay. And that's yeah. good. And we'll talk more about that. For sure. Yeah. In, we'll in dive deeper into that as well. One. The next one we have here is that you expect that your spouse's life is going to revolve around you. <laughs> and I think this is... And it kind of does when you're dating. And yeah, so yeah. you think it's going to be the same when you're married, right? Mm-hmm. But you don't realize this person also has their own lives, their own yeah. goals, expectations, desires. And so the idea of their whole lives just revolving around you and that and them catering to your every need is just kind of not realistic. And that's I think that's something that if you like hear that, you're like, oh yeah, like obviously. But once you're married, you might like that might just be something that kind of comes up like, well, he loves me, doesn't he? Shouldn't he just do all yeah. these things for me? Or, or your actions kind of might suggest that you feel that way. Even if you think that you don't, your spouse's life should revolve around you, right? Like mm-hmm. I should be able to ask him to do something or ask her to do something and she should just do it right yeah, then and there right. or whatever. Like and so I think it's this is a harder one to learn sometimes because mm-hmm. we are inherently a little bit more selfish. For sure, and, for sure. And so it is a little bit harder to learn, but knowing that or I guess understanding that your spouse has their own things going on and, and learning to support them, but also asking for support and help when you need it. Yeah. That's a tough balance to find, but it's important to understand that you guys are separate and you are both hopefully doing your own things and seeking your own growth in your own ways. So, yeah. So just remembering that there is another person in your relationship. It's not just you. Yes. There is another face. There's another person there, someone to care about, someone to serve and love. And that's going to help you to have the best Mm -hmm. marriages. Not just thinking that everything that they do needs to be revolved around me, but how can I best serve them and and help help them and love them? Yeah. It makes me think of that, that I guess saying or quote that we've probably all heard before, but in marriage, you don't just give 50-50, you both give 100%. Yeah. It's going to feel like you're just giving all the time, but even until you give 100%, it's not It's mm-hmm. not enough. Like You give everything that you have to that marriage, totally. and then it's enough. And so it is an adjustment at first, but you yeah. slowly figure sure. it out for sure. And the next one is pretty similar, and it's uh, just because my spouse loves me, they'll give me whatever I want. So just the yeah. idea that <laughs> this person loves me so I can ask them to do anything for me and they have to do it because they love me or you can almost be manipulative right. and take advantage of people and betray that trust that they have. And Well, yeah. And I, I think about if if we have this attitude, like for, for those of us who are Christian and who pray, thinking that because we ask for something from God, he's capable of giving us anything that we ask for, but he loves us enough to know sometimes that we don't need certain things. Right. And so because he loves us so much, sometimes he'll hold things back from us. And I think spouses are the same way sometimes, Mm -hmm. or sometimes like we're not perfect and we don't have just an unlimited amount of uh, resources that we can just give to our spouse. Right. But I think it's important to, to think about that as well. I think it is really important that you think of your relationship you're not just there to compl- make the other person's life as happy as they can be. Like, obviously, that is that is definitely a goal, but you also want to grow together. And growth doesn't always come by taking the easiest route. Like, there's a mm-hmm. lot of times that Allie, I have to ask Allie for help with what I'm working on. And she has to ask me for help. And we have to yeah. try to keep each other accountable. And there's a lot you of know, sacrifice. And- exactly. So it's like, while we, our spouses know us so well, that sometimes they know what's going to be best for us. And they can help us with mm-hmm. reach our goals. And it might not always be like what we like Ali said, like what we, what want, we want in the moment. Mm-hmm, exactly. Yeah. Um, the next bullet point that that we've kind of, or not bullet point, but <laughs> expectation we've come up with 
is my spouse should live up to my parents and their their roles that they mm-hmm. played. So just to kind of explain what we mean by that is a lot of times I think that we we look at role models to be our examples of what to expect and what to look for in a marriage. And so maybe seeing the way that your parents did things and the way that your parents' marriage was, if we expect that out of our spouse, that's a risky place to be as well. So for example, like Nathan's family and my family, they're different in a lot of ways. Like mm-hmm. just Nathan's mom was a stay-at-home mom. My mom worked. Just the general roles of the family were a little bit different. And right. so expecting your spouse to be exactly the same as your parents were, that's not healthy. Mm-hmm. It's not fair. I just think it's so important that you really like believe and act as though this marriage is just, it's, you know, it's, it's just between, yeah, yeah, it's separate. It's totally different. It's you and your spouse. It's no one else's. Yeah. And everyone's going to have different roles. Every, exactly. You have to create your own dynamic right. for your, for your family, your marriage based on your two unique sets of of gifts sure. and skills and, and whatever that might yeah. be. So an example of this might be like a husband who is came from a family where his mom just like was super mom and just made dinner every night and had breakfast and made snacks for them and yeah. did all the laundry and did all the dishes and just took care of everything. So then this husband might expect that same thing out of his wife. Right. Like, hey, I'm expecting you to make dinner and just be this super person when that's like, you can't compare the two people. You can't compare your wife right. to your mom. Like you have to adjust and evaluate, like mm-hmm. Ali said, and create your own relationship, your own marriage. Yeah, that is separate absolutely. from what your parents and what your family had going on. Absolutely, absolutely, and it, yeah, it definitely goes both ways. We'll let you guys kind of read between the lines there, but I just think that, like, yeah, that's just like critical, and it's something that we all kind of struggle with. So that'll be alleviated as you just kind of discuss those roles, mm-hmm. which is one of the questions on that list of questions that yeah. we, we've told you about it's on the website as well. Exactly, we talk about. Yeah, the next point we, we kind of came up with was my spouse is the only friend I'll ever need. And while it's it's true that your spouse should be one of your best friends and very high up there on the list, mm-hmm. I think it's critical that we maintain friendships and relationships with others as well. Absolutely. This is something that Nathan and I talk a lot about because for me at least, I love having girl talk with friends. I love mm-hmm. like having people. It's just different. The way that I talk to Nathan, I share pretty much everything with him, but sometimes like you just want to have time with your friends or right. with your siblings or with whoever. And so I think it's super important. And this goes as well for like just hobbies. It's totally. important to have hobbies. It's important to just be able to continue working on yourself and doing things that make you happy, not yeah. just working on to be, only to continue your to be your own person. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. To continue to be your own person throughout the marriage. And so, yeah. I and I think super important. I think this is something too that like benefits both spouses, you know, yeah. like I'm interested in, in business and sports. Like I can't always, I'm going to bore Allie if I'm just talking to her yeah, about business. No, and I'm true. talking to her about basketball, I what's going on in the world of football. And sees his friends. You know, like yeah. that's, it becomes a beneficial thing for me to have guy friends and times where I can go out and we can talk about those just other things relate I relate to. to. Yeah. And Allie, same with Allie. Like she has her interests that might be boring to me and I don't really want to hear about. It. So it's really helpful yeah. for her to have other yeah. friends that she can talk to about those things. And go just shopping remember. with whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So totally. I think that that's beneficial for both partners. But yeah, it's just... And then, yeah. And then I think you come back together and you have more to give to each other. Exactly. As well. Yeah, so, I like that a lot. Yeah, I just think that's so important. Yep. So, so those are some of those... Things to get you started with, that, at least. Yeah, things to get you started. We'll have, a, we'll have a little more expansive list on the website yeah. as well. Just some other unrealistic expectations that you might have for marriage just to kind of get your guys understanding what's out there and to be aware of some of those issues. Definitely. So now we kind of want to talk about some of the solutions that we've come up with. So we've we've kind of come up with the what we call the ABCs. Nathan, do you want to kind of explain yeah, so this a little bit? The ABCs of managing expectations or having proper expectations for marriage. We did A stands for awareness, B is for being grateful, and then 
the C is communication. Right. So first starting with A awareness, we want to invite you guys to make a make them like a list, a list of, of your marital expectations that you have. So yeah. just kind of write down everything you're expecting for your marriage, for your lives together. Make that list. You can start getting those thoughts and start mm-hmm. thinking about some of those things. Yeah. I really wish that I would have done this. I think I everybody has their expectations, but the second you become aware of them, I mm-hmm. think that changes a, a lot sure. of it. I definitely don't think that we did this and I wish yeah, we would have. It would have so. been really helpful. Yeah. And another great tool is that maybe after you're married or if you're in, in a relationship right now or any other point in your life, if you ever feel disappointed about something, think to yourself, okay, what expectation did I have that's not being met? This is just to help you understand and be aware of your expectations. So whenever you feel Mm -hmm. disappointment, dive into that feeling like, why am I feeling disappointed? What expectations not being met? And then you maybe can ask yourself, is this realistic or an unrealistic expectation? And adjust it from there as you need to. So that's something to help you be aware. Yeah. And then the other part of awareness would be just, yeah, start to build that awareness about, about why you're feeling the way that you're feeling. And yeah, just like he said, I don't know. I just think that being aware is so important. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, for sure. And the next point is to be grateful. Gratitude, I feel like is, it's like the perfect antidote for having high expectations because when you're fixated on what you're grateful for, what you appreciate about your spouse, what they do, that's great. You're not going to be thinking so much about what they're not doing. That's not meeting your expectations. So being able to develop an attitude of gratitude and seeing everything through a, a lens of gratitude or whatever happens to you, whatever they're doing, you're able to find the good and find things to be grateful for is going to be a perfect antidote to having too high or unreachable expectations. Yeah. I think a lot of times just in society with everything that we consume from the media, from social media, from just viewing other relationships, it's easy to compare our relationship to others and then to feel like for some reason that we've been gypped, that we for whatever reason, what we have isn't as good as the people around us for whatever reason. And we lose sight of how lucky we are to have this beautiful, amazing relationship, this amazing person in front of us that's Mm -hmm. our partner because everyone has so much to give, right? But we fixate on what they aren't giving us and what they're not doing for us. And it becomes this this selfish cycle of me, 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 I'm not getting what I want and mm-hmm. you're not giving me what I want rather than how can I help you? And I'm so grateful for you. And and that's yeah. just such a better and happier way to live your life. Oh, for so. sure. For sure. So yeah. that's, a, that's the first one. I, a is for awareness. B is for be grateful. And the C is communication. Yes. Obviously crucial. So once you guys take your step with the awareness and you make your list, come together with your partner, whether you're, whether you're dating, engaged, or maybe you're already married, Talk about your expectations together and outline what you both are expecting. So that way you can be on the same page with your expectations. Make sure if there's any unrealistic expectations that you talk about those and how can we make this more realistic and dive into that conversation. Yeah, I think that's so important. And then within your current relationship, wherever you're at, talk about how things are going right then and there. Like how are my expectations being met right now? And just talk about like, if I have realistic expectations that aren't being met, how can we change that? Yeah. Right. So maybe, maybe there is a legitimate lack of commitment in right. the relationship. Sure. If you're especially if you're dating, I know for Nathan and I, we talked about this in in our earlier episode about just talking about our our relationship. There was an element of, I guess, a lack of commitment at the beginning. And so we had to talk about that. And that mm-hmm. was I was really glad that we did communicate that I expected to be committed yeah. and I was ready. Right. And we ended up you know, breaking up, getting back together and everything eventually changed. But if we hadn't had those conversations, we wouldn't have yeah. 
been on the same page and who knows where we'd be now. Yeah. So if you have realistic expectations that aren't being met, whether you're dating, engaged, married, whatever, make sure you communicate those. Like those can be even little things like, Hey, I, you know, I came from a family where we always put down the toilet seat. So that's kind of what I expect yeah, from our family. Absolutely. And just being able to have that conversation. Like that's something that's realistic. That's something you can ask of someone. And mm-hmm. you know, that's something that's a conversation to have. So if you yeah. have those expectations aren't being met, go ahead and talk about those. Yeah. And, and- I think that for those of you who are listening who are just dating right now and who might not even be engaged yet, this is a great way to practice being vulnerable. We're going to talk about that a lot throughout the entire podcast, um, Mm -hmm. just the importance of being able to be honest and open and vulnerable with your partner. And so this is a great way to practice that is just sitting down and, and going through the ABCs. Let's make a list together. Let's talk about where we're lacking or where what I'm expecting. Make sure that we're on the same page. And then also be able to tell each other, I'm going to be honest. I feel like I have this expectation that's not too unrealistic. Help me, help me to understand, is this okay for me to expect that of you? And what can I do to help you to get there? Because yeah. this is something that, that's really important to me that I would really love to, to see. Even if it's something little, like mm-hmm. the toilet seat example, yeah. right? Or no. something bigger. Whatever it is, I think it's important that you're able to just kind of practice yeah. talking about those, or I guess having those uncomfortable conversations and those honest and vulnerable conversations, this is a great place to start. Yeah, I like what Ali said, and I think she does this really well naturally, but like she threw in there in her little example, like, how can I help you to do that? So, you know, Ali's a great example of that. But when we are trying to correct somebody or ask someone to do something, offering that, like, how can I help you to do that? And that reminds me of like, hmm. this is back to, back to the Bible when Jesus Christ or his apostles would heal people, it would they a lot of times they would extend their hand and they would reach them up if they couldn't walk. Like if those people who couldn't walk, they couldn't see, they would lift them up and they would help them. So like not only do we want to make that invitation or extend that that opportunity or let them know about our expectations, we also want to help them to retract our expectations as well. And not just saying like, hey, do this and then leave them alone and mm-hmm. you know, do all you can help to help them, them get as there. well. Yeah, so. absolutely. Yeah, so those are the ABCs that we've came up with. We hope that you guys will sit down and take the time together as a couple, wherever you're at, even if you're listening to this and you're newlyweds, it's just important to always be aware, be grateful and communicate. So um, we hope you guys will will use those in your relationship. Absolutely. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. We hope this episode has been valuable for you. It's kind of going back to that statistic we shared at the beginning that 45% of divorces can be traced back to mismanaged or unrealistic expectations in marriage and being able to control this right now is going to be so so beneficial for you we know that it's going to help you in the long run we know it's going to help you for your marriage to have a happier more fulfilling and just overall better marriage as you have proper realistic and healthy expectations for each other and for your marriage we know you're going to benefit from that yeah so Anyway, we hope you guys enjoyed. We had a great time talking about this today. Let us know if you have any questions. And once again, feel free to check out the show notes for some more examples of some of those expectations. Mm -hmm. But yeah, we hope you enjoyed. Yeah, absolutely. And as always, if you guys haven't subscribed yet, please subscribe. And we would love to hear any feedback or review from you that helps us grow and helps us know what we're doing good and what we're not doing so good. So thank you guys so much for listening. Have a good day. We'll talk to you later. Bye.